You're listening to the Zoe Turner Podcast, business and mindset conversations that will help you move from fear and uncertainty to development and growth so that you can crush both life and business. Please welcome your host, Zoe Turner. On today's podcast, I have Elle McCann. Elle is the owner and designer of Curious Themes Web Development Studio. She creates online classes that cover how to launch and grow Shopify stores quickly. She's been listed as a Shopify expert for over seven years and in that time has created over 150 plus Shopify stores. Elle is dedicated to helping entrepreneurs grow their online business without the stress and overwhelm. She's very prevalent on YouTube and posts weekly videos and has a very good following on there. Elle lives all the way in Nashville, Tennessee in Texas. Welcome to the podcast today, Elle. Thank you so much for having me. Let's get straight into it, Elle. It's been quite a challenging year at the moment halfway into the year and we've lost jobs, they've experienced pay cuts, there's a lot of stress and anxiety going on because of like financial woes. Do you have any mindset tips that you could pass on that may be useful for any entrepreneurs or business owners? Yeah, there's so much going on and to keep up with. I feel like every day feels like it's a week long and every week feels like it's a month and everything is uh, definitely feeling like it's taking a lot longer, only just being halfway into the year. But I think a key thing that's helped me and I think will help other entrepreneurs is realizing that this isn't going to last forever. At some point, things will start to get back to normal. Things will start to recover. And so, you know, whenever you're in those lower points, just realize that it is going to pass at some point and it's not going to be that way forever. Elle, you are an expert on Shopify stores, as we said in the introduction why have you chosen to focus on Shopify? Yeah, so I originally came across Shopify about 10 years ago when I was looking for an e-commerce platform to use for my wedding invitation business. And even 10 years ago, they were really above and beyond the other competitors at that time. And I feel like they're still very, um, really leading the forefront for e-commerce. So there's a lot of other e-commerce options out there, but Shopify really just continues to innovate and they were the first to add in what they call sales channels, which is where you can connect your store to Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, and be able to sell your products in multiple locations, wherever your customer is, but it's all in one area and it still connects into your Shopify inventory. So you don't have to worry about overselling anything or having to create multiple different products for different stores. It's really seamless and streamlined. So it makes it a really easy process to get everything set up and, and get started selling quickly. For the individual listen to, listening to this who would like to earn an, income, an additional income stream, they don't know anything about Shopify. They don't even have a product. Do you have to have a product or the alternatives for them? Who has a typical Shopify store? Yeah, so there are a couple different options with Shopify. I would say that you would want to be a product-based business. It doesn't really work as well for service-based businesses, but you can have a multiple different ways of a product-based business. So you could, in essence, create your own handmade product that you're selling online. 
you could do what's called drop shipping, which is where you are getting a product from somewhere else and selling it on your store. So this could be overseas or locally as well. Or you could be doing print on demand, which is where you don't have to purchase any inventory up front and you're creating a design and then getting it printed by a fulfillment company on different products like mugs, t-shirts and stuff. So there's a lot of different options if you have ideas of how you would like to sell products online. But I do think definitely a product-based business is the best one for Shopify. For someone getting started with initial low costs, the product on demand and the drop shipping would probably a good be a good place to start for them. Yeah, I think there's a, a bigger barrier of entry when you start thinking about launching an online store and you think, okay, now I have to spend $10,000 worth of inventory cost and you're not even sure if it's going to sell and it's going to resonate with your customers. So it is really nice to do something like drop shipping or print on demand because then you can also test and see what products you think are going to work. Sometimes a product that you think is going to be like this crazy, awesome, good seller, it ends up not resonating with people like you thought. And so being able to actually test some things out first before actually investing in inventory is really, really helpful and keeps that cost down, especially in the beginning. Those that don't know, what is drop shipping? So drop shipping would be you list a product on your store, but you don't actually manufacture it and you don't even ship it out. I do recommend that you order some test samples to make sure that it is a good quality and it's being shipping, it's being shipped very quickly. However, you're honestly not even being in the whole process of fulfillment. You're more just focused on getting people to your store. So there are a lot of different companies around the world that do drop shipping where you would find a product that they sell and list it on your site. And then you're advertising it, promoting it. But as soon as that order comes in, that company is the one that actually manufactures it, fulfills the order, ships it out to your customer for you. So it, it also does take not only less money to get started, but less time as well in terms of you're not having to fulfill everything from your garage or something like that. With drop shipping, you're essentially selling someone else's product. Could you private label that and still drop ship it? Is, is that something that, that would be done under a drop shipping agreement? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times you want to make sure and test it first just to make sure it is going to resonate and actually be worth the, the effort because sometimes it does take out of your, your profit margin if you're getting it white labeled. But yeah, that's definitely an option, especially as you're growing and you know that a product is working to be able to white label and still use them for fulfillment. But that way you're able to build a little bit more of a brand, which is always really helpful when you're looking to actually scale your online store. Where would people start? Like, how would they find manufacturers? Is this something that you teach in your online course? Or is there any resources? Uh, have you done any YouTube videos explaining this where people can go to? Or is there any other place where you recommend that they go? Yeah, I do have a couple YouTube videos about it. Um, there are kind of two big ones that you can look at. So AliExpress is one that's a lot of manufacturers from China. You do have to think though that you definitely want to test the quality because sometimes it can be subpar quality as well as you want to make sure the shipping times. Um, you're going to really kind of frustrate people and get a lot more customer support inquiries if it takes a month to two months to ship something out. Mm. Um, but an U.S. and Canadian supplier is called Spocket, which they have an app on Shopify that automates the process a lot for you as well. And so that typically has a little bit faster shipping time so you can definitely test both of those, but also just a lot of other companies. 
um, if you reach out to them are, are more willing nowadays to ship your products for you and do the fulfillment because it means more money from them. So definitely research some different options. I would probably start at AliExpress and Spocket just because those are already kind of set up for you. And then at that point, once you're realizing and kind of getting your feet wet, maybe then you reach out to other companies to see if they'd be interested in white labeling and, and fulfilling orders for you. Al, for those that are listening to this podcast and they already have a Shopify store, but they're not actually achieving the sales that they would like, what suggestions do you have or advice would you have for them to drive more traffic to the store? Yeah, I would say that this is actually probably the most common question that I get because for a lot of people, they think, okay, I've launched my store. It's live. Like, come on, bring in all the money and the sales now. And that just doesn't happen. There is a lot more competition online. It's, it's not as easy as, okay, as soon as you launch your store, now everyone can find it. So you definitely want to make sure that you have a strategy of how you're actually going to drive traffic to your store and convert them into a sale. But a lot of times the thing that I see the biggest problem with is people are so focused on actually launching their store and getting the products in there that they haven't taken the time to really think through of who their ideal customer is. You really want to kind of niche that down because your ideal customer, you want to really incorporate that a lot into your website copy, your imagery, your Facebook ads, and all those different things so that whenever someone hits your store and they are your ideal customer, they go, oh, wow, this is really cool. Okay, I need this. And you want to have that kind of reaction. And that's what's going to get people to actually purchase from you. What would you say was the number one mistake that e-commerce owners currently make at the moment? I would say probably not having a marketing strategy, but also thinking that they're not going to have to spend any money on paid advertising. A lot of times in the beginning, paid advertising is a really great way to send quick traffic to your store and be able to test the products, test your you know, different copy and imagery on your site. But a lot of times people think, oh, okay, I'm going to spend $50 on Facebook ads. And then after $50, they go, oh, Facebook ads don't work. Um, I'm giving up. And a lot of times you do have to spend a little bit more money in the beginning to test and try different audiences, try different images and copy. So as much as I hate to say it, anticipate losing a little bit of money at first, whenever you are doing paid ads to really figure out what messaging resonates the most. And then hopefully at that point, you can start actually getting a return on your investment. Okay. So I guess it's just to keep going and don't, don't give in too soon. Exactly. A lot of people get started and they don't actually give it the traction, you know, let it get the traction that it can achieve because they, they just give up. I'd like to talk about YouTube, Al, because um, I had a quick look at your channel and I was very impressed with your branding and the consistency that you have in posting videos. You said that you posted every three times a week. Is that still something that you do? And how did you um, build up such a committed following on YouTube? So I would say YouTube is actually very similar to e-commerce in the sense that what's going to make you the most successful is consistency. And that's something that I've definitely struggled with as much as I would love to post three times a week or two times a week. It's hard. Things come up or videos don't work right. And so you're always kind of changing and pivoting. I am kind of pivoting my content now to actually post just one video a week, but to be a lot more of a higher quality production level. And so I think you have to really realize, you know, how much time do you actually have in your schedule to 
put your best product out there and be realistic with it so that you can be consistent every single week, um, whether that's with YouTube or with e-commerce as well. Thank you. You've done a great job on there. You really have Thank you. done a fantastic job. What would you say was the best way to get free traffic for your e-commerce store? I think a lot of times the best way, especially when starting out, is to build up some social media following as well as to build up your email list. While I love social media, uh, you don't control your audience there. So the algorithm could change and then instantly you could lose that organic reach that you have. So definitely when you're just starting out, yes, social media is a great way to get people to your site, but you also wanna focus on building that email list so that you can continually drive traffic that's already interested in you and your brand and continually drive them back to your store because that's an actual audience that you do have ownership of and you can reach out to them whenever you want. So I would definitely say the best free traffic when starting out is social media and email marketing. Okay. And what would you say were the top mistakes that e-commerce stores make? Yeah, I think having a strategy and then putting the consistency to it. So knowing, okay, I'm gonna post on Instagram three days a week and I'm gonna post about this type of content. Cause you don't want it to always just be like, hey, buy my product all the time. You're gonna really turn people away. So having a, a strategy and knowing who your ideal customer is and how to constantly talk to them where it's not always about your product, but it's other topics that interest them that are still in line with your product as well. So making sure that you have that strategy and that you've taken the time to really think through who your ideal customer is and how to constantly engage them and reach out to them. My next question, maybe I should have asked you at the beginning, which is actually how would someone start to set up a Shopify store? To someone listening to this who just hasn't got a clue what to do or where to go, how would they initially get started? Yeah, so Shopify does have a 14-day free trial, which means that you can build out your store for 14 days without having to pay any ongoing costs. So that's a really helpful way to get started. So I would first just go to shopify.com and sign up for that free trial. And then the next step is going to be thinking through of what kind of content you need on your site. So not only are, you know, what products are you going to have, but how are you going to categorize them into different collections? So, you know, for example, you know, hats, and tops and sunglasses. So making those kind of buckets that make sense to customers whenever they shop your store. If they come to your store and it's just all your products there, it's gonna be very overwhelming. So knowing exactly how your ideal customer is going to navigate through your site and figure out where the, the different collections are of how they can shop your products. And then the last thing I would think about would also be what kind of information you wanna have on your site, like your About Us page or FAQs things like that kind of take a little bit of additional time that people don't really realize. But your About Us page is one of your top performing pages that people go to on your site. So it's really important to make sure that when you are building out your store that you do think about those things that people are gonna be interested in learning more about you and how you can incorporate your branding and your story throughout your store as well. Going back to when you first started out, what type of things did you sell? I know you initially said you used it for your wedding invitation business. I'm assuming you've had a few Shopify stores over the years. For you personally, what have you found to be the most successful? 
Yeah, so I started out with the wedding invitations um, just because that was a, a business that I have. I have a, a background in graphic design. So a lot of my stores are actually focused on my favorite is print on demand. So it's something where I can create a product um, and a design myself. And then I'm getting another company to then print that design on mugs and, you know, t-shirts, things like that. So I've really liked that the most just because I come from that design background and it does let you kind of have that independence to whenever you have an, an idea that you think would resonate with your audience to, to try it out. And again, you're not having to purchase all that inventory up front. So it is really kind of at least freeing as a designer to be able to design something and go, we'll see if people like this or not um, and not have to worry about any lost money in terms of inventory as well. And where would someone go to find out the best companies for printing on demand? Are there any uh, top companies out there that you would recommend that people go? So if you're using Shopify, I would definitely recommend either Printful or Printify because they are both platforms that they can print on a large amount of products, but you can actually add the app into your Shopify store. So as soon as that order comes in through the app, it actually goes directly to that printing company. So you don't have to do any back and forth emailing with the printing company. It's automatically sent to their system. So again, it's taking a lot more of time away from you of having to worry about the fulfillment. As soon as it comes in, it instantly goes to them. And they do have nice competitive prices as well. So that's Printful and Printify that I would recommend. Thank you. That sounds like a great place for someone to start at if they're completely new to this they haven't got any experience and they just want to test it and, and give it a go and this would probably be a fantastic place for someone to get to start and, and, and test it out so thank you for that yeah and I mean if you're not a designer then you will have to think about you know who is going to actually design the products for you so you may have to hire a designer so you may have some additional costs there I've heard of a lot of people using 99designs.com and it's kind of like a crowdsourcing of a design competition. So you can get a couple different designs that you can choose from of what you like best if you bring the initial concept for them. So there would be a tiny bit additional cost if you yourself are not a designer or don't have a designer on your team doing print on demand. Um, but there are definitely a lot of resources out there to, to find designers easily. I think print-on-demand would actually be good for my uh, clothing on my website. I'm currently looking for suppliers for that. But I guess logistically, you need to think where you are as well. I mean, I have an, a, a large audience in the States, but also, obviously, I'm based in the UAE. And a lot of people listening from here do live in the UAE. So I guess if they're looking at print-on-demand... Maybe they would be looking at suppliers in the UAE rather than, than the US because there's going to be the shipping time. So Printful and Printify both have fulfillment companies across the US or mm. across the world. They do printing in the US, um, Canada, Europe, Australia, and I think Lithuania may be one of them as well. So they do have different facilities um, around the world, but you do have to think if you are marketing a product to people outside of where you are living, that you may have some customs costs. So I would definitely think through of not only, you know, where you're located, but where your customers that you're going to be marketing to are located. So that way, you know, if you're in the UAE, but your customers that you're marketing to are in the U.S., you can definitely find printing manufacturers in the U.S. so that the shipping time is higher or a lot faster, as well as you're not having to pay customs charges as well. So I would definitely reach out. And if you are 
going to be selling a lot more products inside the UAE, maybe finding a local manufacturer there. What about the startup costs? How much would it actually cost an individual to set up a Shopify store from scratch? Yeah, so Shopify has a couple of different plans. Their basic plan is $29 a month that covers a lot of the, the things that you would need. The next step up is $79 a month, which has gift cards and some advanced recording. So I'd say both of those options are really great for you. There are some free apps that you can do to expand your store's functionality, as well as free themes, which is how you can actually customize your site design. There are, of course, some paid apps as well as paid themes. However, I would say with Shopify, the costs are pretty low of starting out. And then you just need to think about, you know, $10 for a domain um, and then just the ongoing charges monthly after that. I see a lot of times where people get really excited with all the different app choices that are out there. But if you add a lot of apps to your store, the cost is going to add up pretty quickly. So just make sure that you're being mindful about what exact functionality that you need on your store. Um, to actually incorporate in the beginning. Because I, I do think at the very beginning when you're first launching your store, you can keep your costs down a lot lower um, so that you're kind of testing things out before you're having to spend a lot more money on adding apps for like rewards programs and, and things like that. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Given us some great tips there and a lot of information, uh, which I'm sure will help a lot of people if they're interested in learning additional revenue s- stream. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we bring the podcast to an end? Yeah, so we already kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I would say again, to just stick with it and make sure that you're giving something enough time to actually see if it's working or not. Plus the beauty with an e-commerce store is maybe if you thought this product was going to be your your big winner product and it's not really, it's okay. You can totally pivot and try something else. But the, the key is to be consistent and to keep trying so that you don't just you know, give up after the first time. It, it may take a few different products to really find one that works for you, as well as a few different ways of reaching out to your ideal customer. So definitely stick with it. Um, it'll be worth it in the long run if you can build a business on the side. It is a little challenging, um, but it's, it's very rewarding and worth it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, V, for being thank a guest. So and thank you guys for listening. Take care.